0: Hi. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In the Clubhouse uh, with the Nats Report. We are here doing our show where we preview the upcoming Nats series, in this case a four-game set coming up against the Rays for 4th of July weekend uh, week. And then we're also going to go over the latest series, which the Nationals won, by the way, uh, against the Phillies, 2-1. Yeah. Uh, to Aiden... Oh, sorry. My name is Jeremy Lapidus. I am joined here, as always, by my friend and, uh, host.
1: Hayden Raymer. Jeremy, yeah, can you do you me said... a favor? Of course. Can you make sure your headphones, or whatever you're using as your microphone, is plugged in all the way?
0: Yeah. Are you hearing me better? Talk? Yo. What's going on?
1: Okay, you're good now. It's There was a little, like electronic buzz with it whenever you were talking.
0: Oh, that's annoying.
1: Yeah, it's still there.
0: Give me one second. Okay. Oh. Oh. Uh good, bad.
1: That's way better.
0: Yeah, I just unplugged it and replugged it in.
1: Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you know? Oh, it's back. It's all good. We'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, is it that
0: I have? I can use uh, another set of headphones.
1: I would try that real quick. Yeah. All right. I don't know how I didn't notice it until we started the show. This is my fault, guys. Uh, but yeah. While, right. while Jeremy doing fixes this, that, start. I'll go ahead and quick break down this past series for us. You know, and it started off great. All right, Stone Garrett two-run home run and a two-to-one victory over the Philadelphia Phillies. That was on Friday. I believe Josiah Gray twirled a gem on that game. I might be getting my games mixed up, so I'm quick double-checking. Josiah Gray did indeed twirl a gem. Six strikeouts over six innings. And, you know, just absolutely cruised. Looked great. Uh, and, you know, if you read, uh, you know, the morning briefing by the Nats Report, if you don't, go on the NatsReport.com, sign up for it. It's a great, great uh, little reading every weekday. Uh you know, it's that's the final nail in the coffin for uh, his all-star. You know, that's right, Josiah Gray's an all-star. Uh, also- <laughs> resume for his first half of the season. Eight strikeouts, my bad. Uh, but six sittings, six hits, one earned run. And then the bullpen just closed it out for him. Good game there. Then, at game two. That one was rough. Uh, 19-4 loss. Mackenzie Gorgia up 7-8 runs in two and two-thirds, and just the rest of the bullpen just got, you know, tagged on. Uh Amos Willingham gave up four runs over an inning and a third. Uh Tommy Lasorsa recorded one out and gave up four earned runs. Thad Ward, who's now on the IL, uh somewhat breaking news there, uh gave up four runs over two-thirds of an inning, and then Jose Ferrer had a great debut, struck out to Corey Abbott, through an inning, and then, you know, Ildemaro Vargas, you know, closed out the game, finished it, and uh, didn't allow a single base runner, which, you know, props to him, props to him. Uh, offense, obviously, wasn't so great that day, even though they scored four. And then yesterday, you know, on the backs of another Stone Garrett, this time a grand slam, uh, won five to four. Trevor Williams had a solid start, you know, five innings, three runs. Uh, Hunter Harvey closed out, get his 8th save on the year. Bullpen, again, was just really solid for the Nats. Hunter uh, Candelario kind of had that insurance run home run. Uh, Yeah. And that's all. That's yeah. How the, that's how the series kind of went.
0: Right. First of all, is my audio better?
1: Uh, The quality of it is better, but you don't have to listen to the ringing, which is much better, you know?
0: all that matters. Alright, anyway. Uh yeah, it was a great series by the nets Uh Hayden just said it. Stone Garrett had an incredible series. You know, he had two home runs, one grand slam, his second of the season. Uh so be good. Uh <clears throat> but we're going into a uh but sorry hold on before I do that. Uh takeaways from this series. Back into the bullpen is back in and that was our takeaway from last series but it's been three series in a row where the back end of the bullpen has not has has pitched very well uh and that's really been the that's really been the indicator of how the Nats do in a stretch um you know they're canary in a coal mine uh it's uh, uh you know We're not going to see all these guys, uh, Kyle Finnegan, uh, probably going to get traded at the deadline, uh, along with uh, a couple other of those arms, but they're raising their value right now. Uh, it's a great time for that to happen. Uh, you want to go into the deadline with these guys on a hot streak, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good to be winning games.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... Winning two games off the Phillies, the Phillies aren't the almighty Phillies that we kind of thought on paper. Uh, they would be. Trey Turner uh, hasn't been great for them. Kyle Schwarber hasn't been great for them. But I mean, you know, they're still above 500 after the series, or five games above. Uh, you know, they're looking, they're looking good. Uh, they're kind of in that hunt for a playoff spot still. So you know, to, for the Nats to kind of play spoiler a little bit, that's good to see, especially against. I guess they're the closest thing to a rival that the Nationals have. Uh, <laughs> and so for them to kind of do well against them, I like to see that. Uh, that, I mean, the Nets slugged, you know. Uh, there was a lot of extra base hits throughout the series. You know, yesterday, Stone Garrett hit that home run. Condelario hit that home run. Uh, the day before that, I mean, they still had extra base hits. Pulling up the box score again. Smith had a home run in that Dom game. Smith had a home run in that game. Luis Garcia had a double. C.J. Abrams had a triple. Game before that, they had a lot of extra base hits. They, in the 2-1 to one victory, obviously the Stone Garrett home run we talked about. Uh, and it pulled up the Phillies. I don't care about the Phillies. Stone Garrett hit a double in that game as well. So, you know, we're seeing some extra base hits. Some extra slug, which is kind of the weakness of the Nationals right now. You know, they're starting pitching. They have their days where they're not on. You know, they don't have an ace, I would say, quite yet. But Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray look like a really formidable uh, two and three starter, uh, or starters. You know, kind of getting that lineup to slug more is kind of what the Nationals need. I don't know if you had any other big takeaways outside of the bullpen there. I mean, obviously the lineup hasn't been wasn't insane, but it it was good. It was solid. It was passable.
0: I mean, this team over the last what 12, 12 game uh, nine games? Excuse me. Sorry. Over the last nine games, these three series that they've won on the road, uh, they've they've been hitting. Um, I think they've had at least four runs in. All but two? I don't have their entire uh, schedule pulled up. But, you know, they scored f- at least four runs in all three of the games against uh, the Mariners. I'm pretty sure they got four in two of the three against San Diego.
1: No. Uh, they uh, won two to the zero, and they lost 13 to three in one of those games.
0: Right. But they're hitting. Uh, this little stretch here, it's they're hitting. It's a major
1: hitting. league offense. That's what they th- Yeah. Which is... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think that was, I guess it was kind of a weakness heading into the year. So yeah, definitely. No. yeah. I think we've seen players take steps in the right direction. Uh, We've seen players who, you know, we kind of brought on to be that trade ship, and it's worked out great. Also, it hasn't worked out great in other cases, but that's besides the point. Uh. Yeah, it's just um, been a good team. These past nine or nine day, nine games, three series over the last ten. I'm curious to see what the Nationals six are doing. Six and four. They're six and four. Yeah. I mean, they're above 500 over the last ten games. I think that's a really good sign. Uh, especially as we move, you know, draft day is quite literally right around the corner. Uh, it's on Sunday, and seeing this team, you know, look better and better, and you know, seeing what these prospects are doing in the minors. You know, talking to Nats fans, non-Nats fans, this team might be not necessarily a contender or, like, kind of make the playoffs next year, but I wouldn't be surprised if this team was floating 500 at the end of the next year.
0: would be a real nice step for them. Uh, you know, two years, two 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 and a half years into a rebuild, uh be a 500 team is really good yeah so no you gotta you gotta take your little victories when you can um but moving on to the next series uh the Nats are facing against the Reds uh a very fun team to watch recently uh the Reds they've been in a bit of a slump for their standards over the last 30 games. Uh, they're six, they They've lost, uh, they lost their last series and they're, they are six and four over the last 10. Uh, so they're not, you know, slumping, slumping, but ever since, uh, a guy named Ellie De La Cruz has been called up, I believe 25 games ago, something like that. Uh, they have been red hot. Uh, when he got called up, they won 12 in a row. And, you know, they lost a couple here and there against really good teams. They played some tough series, but all their games are high scoring. They struggle pitching. And they are excellent at hitting the baseball, which is a recipe for all those 10 to 11 games we've been seeing all those uh, 13 to, to 10, all these crazy scores that you don't expect in a baseball game. It's just been the norm for the Reds. They are a team that will put up runs. Uh, the Nats—it's a four-game series, so the Nats have uh, have everyone but Trevor Williams going this year, this series. Uh, but what the series will come down to is the Nats bats, because the Reds are gonna get their gonna get their fill. You know, they're gonna score at least five runs a game five runs might be a little uh a little low for them you know they're they're gonna they're gonna score their runs the Nats just need to be able to keep up with that and it's not like they're going to be facing these uh elite elite pitchers you know uh the the Reds pitching staff hasn't been the greatest you know uh game one they're going against Luke Weaver uh game two Brett Kennedy uh sorry, I'll just go through the matchup real quick. Luke Weaver, Game 1, versus Jake Irvin. Game 2 is Brett Kennedy versus Patrick Corbin, back from the bereavement list. Uh, Game 3, Graham Ashcraft versus Josiah Gray. And Game 4 is Brandon Williamson versus Mackenzie Gore. Uh, So, if you're looking solely at the pitching matchups here, the Nats have the advantage in all of those games maybe maybe three uh but that's not the whole story obviously this is uh this is going to be a really tough series for them um we just talked about how their offense has been a weakness how just in this recent stretch they've been able to score four runs a game uh four runs isn't going to be enough they need to be able to they need to be able to keep up with the reds and that's what i'm concerned about um know we have some hot bats uh lane thomas has been hitting the ball very well recently uh luis garcia has been making contact he's got a couple good matchups uh this series he's pretty good against righties uh excuse me uh and then you know this is this is just gonna be tough series uh it's gonna come down to the offense and I don't know I'm sure they I think they'll be able to take at least one because like I said the Reds pitching is atrocious but it's going to be a tough series to pull a win out of
1: Mhm I mean so yeah for the most part I largely agree with what you're going to say I will provide a little bit of context uh, for why the Reds have been so terrible uh since May 6th they've put they've or, you know, they've had five pitchers go on the I.L. Uh, Hunter Green, who is probably the most well-known got his big contract already. He's on the I.L. for hip discomfort. Nick Lodolo, who's honestly been, like, really
0: good for them. Really, he was really good when he pitched this season.
1: Yeah, he was a really good left-handed starter. He's been on the I.L. since, you know, May 6th. Uh, you have Connor Overton, who, you know, got to- has to go get Tommy John. Uh, Ben Lively, who they called up to kind of make these spot starts, he went on the I.L. here on the 20th of June. And then, you know, it's just, you know, you have Justin Dunn still on the I.L. for them. You've just had a lot of people on the I.L. just starting pitcher-wise. They have a bunch of relievers who are still who've gone on the I.L., uh, they have some guys who are supposed to come back. I don't know. Is TJ Antone? I know he was supposed to be close to being back. I don't know if he's.
0: Won't be back this series, I don't think.
1: No, he won't. Uh, It's just this team for the Reds, if they can get it to the bullpen, I'm scared. I'm going to be honest. If they hand it to the bullpen, I mean, Lucas Sims has been really solid for them. Uh, Alex Young's been solid. Buck Farmer's been decent. Fernando Cruz has been really good in recent stretches. Uh, throwing just you know a lot of pitches. And then the big guy in that bullpen, Alexis Diaz, uh, brother of uh, Edwin Diaz, has been lights out. He's been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball this year. Uh, it's just a really tough matchup it's a really young team that has a lot of holes you know they're really thin on their pitching depth right now so we're kind of getting guys who are kind of rushed to the majors uh thankfully the nationals avoid andrew abbott who's been insane uh if you want to look at a fun like year a players been having andrew abbott is incredible and in what he's done so far this year uh and they're kind of having to rely on these guys who you know, Luke Weaver wasn't necessarily, you know, signed in intentions of, you know, carrying this team to a playoff push. You know, he was kind of a guy. OK, we'll just have him here to eat up innings uh, necessarily. You know, Levi Stout, who uh, just got optioned, somebody who was kind of rushed to the majors. Brandon Williamson kind of making it to the majors sooner than the uh, Reds probably expected. Graham Ashcraft, though, he's been dealing with some struggles, but he's been really good in the past. He's had his stretches. But I mean, it really does come down to how these lineups perform. Uh, like you said, Ellie De La Cruz is the big guy. Uh, Spencer Steer has been one of the best rookies in all of baseball this year. Matt McClain has been even better in a smaller sample size. That guy has a 549 slugging and a 375, you know on base while playing, like, good shortstop. Like, that's how you compete with that. (laughs) Uh, So I guess, I don't know, who's – what is your to watch for this series, Jeremy?
0: Uh, For this series, uh, I want to keep an eye on Luis Garcia. I want to see him get a couple RBIs, you know, Uh, get a a couple hits, big uh, extra base hits, you know. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, he's been he's been swinging the bat pretty well this season. But I feel like he can still do better, you know? We've seen him for power. We've seen him in the gap and stuff. But uh, I, I'd like to see him have a nice series.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's... What's funny about Luis Garcia, you know, we talk about him like this. He's like this guy who's been in the big leagues forever. The only person <laughs> in the Reds' lineup who's younger than him. Is
0: Elliot La Cruz. He's super. He came in super early because he yeah. came in during the, uh, during the COVID season, uh, and he he balled out then. And then he uh, had a bit of a struggle the next the next year. But uh, you know he's only been in, he came up what when he was nineteen or something like that. He came 20. in super young. Yeah.
1: His age twenty season yeah.
0: Um. So. Yeah, he people. We, you're right. I forget that people forget that he is still super young, but yeah, I mean, he's playing pretty good. I'd like to see him have a big series, though. For sure. what about you, you have a you have a p- player you're watching.
1: I mean, I have a player I'm definitely watching. Now they're not exactly yeah. on the Nationals. Uh, of course, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. No, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd really like to see. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just. I want to watch the Nats pitching kind of shove against this lineup. You know, uh, Corbin had the best start, uh, since 2019 in his last go out, like go around, uh, Josiah Gray, he's a national league all-star. And he is. And he's had a really good season. You know, he's went from one of the worst in major league baseball to a guy who is an all-star. Like, that's really incredible. Uh, I'm very happy for him. And then, you know, Mackenzie Gore, who, you know, didn't have his best stuff in his last start. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how he kind of bounces back from that. So it's, you know, look at this pitching, see how they respond. Because, uh, I mean, when you're looking at the team, you know, you go to their, uh how the Nats are ranking. You know, they're, they're 20th in starting pitching ERA. And I feel like they've outperformed that. A little bit. They
0: definitely have, yeah. So,
1: I- I'd like to see that, you know, see them kind of shut down this offense. Because, I mean, like you said, this offense is really good. Uh, they're seventh in the entire MLB uh, in runs scored uh, as a lineup. And then, you know, the pitching hasn't necessarily been there. So, if they can shut down that lineup, I think that's says more than enough. Uh, you know, Lane Thomas Absolutely. hitting for the cycle three games in a row. That, that's, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it's really impressive, but, you know, I'd be more <laughs> impressed by, you know, the the pitchers doing well. You know you know what I mean?
0: I don't know, man. Three cycles in a row. I feel like that's MLB history. That I don't is... think anyone's ever done that.
1: But you know what I mean? Like, if the, a batter pops <laughs> off, you know, if one of these no, I know players what you're yeah. have a really good series, it's like, okay, yeah, but you're going against, like, the Reds pitching. Uh, right. But if, you know, if Josiah Gray comes out and he shoves. That's more meaningful, and we can take more away from that
0: yeah, absolutely um regardless of uh how the games turn out, if the pitchers are able to shut down this lineup even just even if it's just the starters you Maybe know they just make a quality even if
1: start you know like that's you know get a couple strikeouts that's good
0: it'll it'll show a lot than uh sh- show a lot more than you know winning a couple games thirteen to ten. right, well, thank you everybody so much for tuning in to this episode of In the Clubhouse with the Nats Report. We have been your hosts, Jeremy Lapidus and
1: Hayden Raymer.
0: Check out the Nats Report for all the stuff that's coming out, uh, the daily newsletter uh, that Hayden does. He works hard on it. Read it. It's really good. Um, Yeah, we'll be back. the next series this is a four game series so we'll be back after that they face the texas rangers another hmm. tough series uh and then we're also going to be live for a draft show i don't know if that's going to be here or somewhere else but it'll be on here we're going to do it it'll be on here
1: yeah i don't know if it'll Listen be in for uh, that. It won't be under the in the clubhouse brand like name like it won't be a in the clubhouse show but we're just gonna be sitting here relaxing enjoying the draft talking about you know what we think is going to happen it's going to be a really exciting draft I mean. And I, no one knows what's going to happen. You know, that's the, the most <laughs> exciting part. Quite literally, like, five people could be taken first overall. And I have no clue. No, Neither does anybody else. Don't let them tell you otherwise, okay? Uh. Anyways. <laughs> I don't know if you – do you have a minute to quick talk draft stuff real quick, Jeremy? Sure. What's up? I don't know if you saw in the news. Uh, you know Dylan Cruz. I know Dylan Cruz. Yes, Dylan Cruz. Uh, there are rumors that he uh, really fancies the idea of playing in Washington, and now he doesn't have an a- agent, right? Because call it, you know, people who aren't pros can't have agents, but they have advisors, and his advisor happens to be a man named Scott Boris. And now the rumor is that Boris is like. Asking a lot from the Pirates to have Cruz fall to where he wants to go. I don't know. It'll be interesting, especially interesting. if both of those LSU players are there. I highly doubt they're both there. I never yeah,
0: I, I, that, I, but, the Nats will get one uh, of them. I, I, I think the Pirates will take the other. Uh, yeah.
1: but... I mean, that's the likeliest scenario, but...
0: That would be crazy. I I wouldn't be
1: (laughs) shocked if Wyatt Langford or uh, Walker Jenkins or Max Clark went first overall. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know.
0: I think I'd be shocked.
1: I wouldn't be shocked? I'd be a little confused, though. (laughs) Anyways, thank you all for joining us. As always, you know, Jeremy, Hayden, you know the deal. And, uh, you know, we'll see you guys on, like, Thursday or Friday for the next show. To, like Jeremy said, pick on the Rangers. And then we'll be back on Sunday for the draft. Make sure you tune in. It'll be a fun show.
0: Uh, yeah. See ya. Bye.